Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt, along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome back. If you guys are just joining us, please go back and listen to the previous episode because if you come in right now, you're going to be confused. We are talking to Jenny Solis. I think I said her name, last name incorrectly the last time. So Jenny, can you tell us your last name properly? It's uh, Solis. Solis. Ah, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> we have okay. Jenny Solis with us and she's talking about biblical meditation and yoga and uh, allowing our spirits to commune with God and to, and in that being more authentic, having that confidence, being understood of who we are in Him. I've been just so excited about what we've talked about so far. And I'm glad that she joined us because I still have some more questions and I still want her to help us be able to implement this in our lives. So, Jenny, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for telling me how to pronounce your name correctly. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) And where we left off in the previous interview, you were kind of beginning to talk through like the benefits of biblical meditation and yoga, as well as working through individuals, or I'm going to say your haters, or or people who (laughs) misunderstood what you were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And ladies, if you were listening to that, I I think what Jenny shared is instrumental in the things that we do, where you know, without a shadow of a doubt, what God's purpose is for your life and knowing that you're going to have opposition, even though he's given you direction and just being able to be secure in his direction versus what other people are saying and doing around you. And I think that's so key because as you heard Jenny share her side of the story, you learned that by her being able to say no to those naysayers, that she was able to commune and continue to commune and exude that sense of confidence because she knows who she is in God. And so I I commend you and and I appreciate that example because I think sometimes it's so easy to go the opposite direction because the opposition is so strong. And especially when it comes to our faith as well. And so I Mm. I appreciate you sharing that because sometimes we think, oh, we do something and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, No, it requires a little bit. So I I appreciate that. And we talked about like the good things uh, about yoga and that connection, but you were saying some really cool stuff during your class about how we store emotions. And so I would like to spend mm-hmm. some time to uh, address that because we may not be aware of well, what's going on and why slowing down is such a good thing. So can mm-hmm. you elaborate a little bit more on where do we store emotions and how does this help us to get realigned, if you want to call it such? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. And by the way, I really enjoyed having you in my biblical meditation well, workshop. Well, I was a hot mess. <laughs> I'll be honest, you guys. I was like, I, I made up my own cozies. I'm trying not to fall over. <laughs> and and then her, her daughter was so sweet. She went and was taking pictures. I was like, please don't take pictures of me falling over. But, hey, man, if you think this is a good picture, and then everybody else, they had their little cozies. They was all stretched. Who's new at it? And so she's going to talk us through for all these new people, how not to fall over, but to still have a good time and, and still commune with God. So we really get to that. Yeah, I mean, no, but you did you did great. And, you know, like I said in the beginning of the practice, the yoga practice, we are all made unique in, in God's eyes. So we're all unique. So our bodies are going to be unique as well. So not everybody's pose should really look the same. So I, I think we spend so much time trying to be carbon copies of each other. The lessons you learn on the mat in the yoga practice, you want to take it outside of the, or off the mat into your life. And so that's another lesson you can learn that my pose isn't going to look the same as yours or as my daughter's or you know, another person. And that is okay. That's the beauty of it. So, but yeah, you did, you did awesome. And even though you think you're falling all over the place, I guarantee you, you were not. <laughs> I but, um... <laughs> and I appreciate you using the word unique. She made it seem so nice. Oh, yes. It's good to you. So I appreciate it. Yeah. It made me feel good. But, but I yeah, had a I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to your, your question about how we store emotions and all that stuff. So, yeah. So it's, it's amazing how complex God has created the human body to be. Things that are happening internally can sometimes be seen externally. For example, if you have poor circulation in your hands, your hands will be cold to the touch and maybe even get pale. Hmm. If you eat something that doesn't agree with your digestion, you might get a stomach ache or feel bloated or experience other digestive issues. So our emotions are no different. When we experience stress, our shoulders become tense, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced that before when, oh, you know, when sure. your stress increases. Yeah. yeah. And you may even experience headache. You know, I, and and for among me, other I also things. experience my stomach. That thing gets bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. Look like Absolutely. I got a, another yeah. child with something, and I have never been pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you feel like you, you get knots in your stomach. So, like, we have physical manifestations of things that are happening internally, meaning your emotions or your spirit. And so when you experience grief or any traumatic emotions, they initially get stuck in the heart. And that's why when you're emotionally hurt, your heart feels broken and you can physically feel that pain. Mm. And, and any emotions that do not get resolved, dissolved or released, they travel down and get stored in the hips. And it's not uncommon to feel hip pain or even lower back pain when you hold on to emotional trauma or any kind of unresolved emotions. And of course, we don't realize that's what's happening, but that's exactly what happens. It first goes to the heart, and if you don't resolve, dissolve, or release it, that's kind of like the three words I use a lot, then they they travel down and get stored in the hips. So yeah. And it's interesting, like when you shared that in class, I was so excited because in the interview that I did or where I was interviewed, I made the statement that trauma and emotions, they stay in your body and that mm -hmm. it definitely has long-term effects from a body standpoint and not just from a mental standpoint. And right. so when, so when I heard you say that, I was like, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. 
it was confirmation of what I already knew, but it was great to hear somebody else say it out loud. And you say it <laughs> in such a way that makes even more sense. Because I didn't say it generally. It stores in your body. And, but now it's like, <laughs> oh, now I know where in the body. And I was really blown away about the hips. I was like, what? And so when you start limping a little bit, I'm like, more crooked and, and you have, I'm like, oh, that's because of all this stuff that's picked up in my body. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and, and one of the other things too, because I, I too kind of, she has a great book, throw that out there. But in the book that you, you also talk about, like these, the emotions that goes with grief and addictions. Mm-hmm. And again, and how that is stored in our body. Could you provide just a little tidbit of what you've learned from how that shapes us and and how it leads us and guides us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like you said, Kamir, the book that I wrote and published last year is called "Be Still: The Power of Biblical Meditation." The book has stories from my own life and well as well as other people's lives. One of the the stories that I I shared is my own grief. When my father passed away, he had lung cancer. And when he passed away, it just, I felt like the ground underneath me just, just gave out, you mm. know, and I, I felt a kind of grief that I never thought was possible. And my dad and I were always close. I was daddy's little girl. And I felt like Like, even if he didn't understand why I was doing what I was doing, he always accepted me. He would say, I mean, his famous words, he'd say, I don't know why you think that 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 makes sense. I don't know why you're doing that, but if that's what you want to do, I'll support it. Which is very uncommon in the Asian culture because I was born in Korea. I was born in South Korea and came to the United States when I was nine. And I kind of grew up in that Asian culture, very traditional Asian culture. And for him to be that way was, was everything to me. So when my dad passed away, I felt like there was a part of me that died. And through my training and learning yoga teacher training and even beyond that, I learned that the right hemisphere of our bodies, the right side, is connected to the, the more masculine things within oh. us, like making things happen, being logical. It also corresponds to the male figures in our lives. The, the, it's also called the, the solar channel. And then the lunar channel, which is the left side, the left hemisphere, is the more introspective, the calmer, the kind of passive, the energy that we all need. It also corresponds and relates to the female figures in our lives. So when my dad passed away after his funeral and everything, all the dust settled, I started to feel pain and my, the right side of my body became paralyzed. And uh, for for several days, and I couldn't move. Every time I tried to move, it was excruciatingly painful. And I hadn't fully cried at that time because I kind of went into this automatic pilot mode during the the whole funeral process and everything. And then so when I was able, when my body was able to kind of take a breath, I guess it just froze up, and I was just in so much pain. And and I grew up going to acupuncturists and things like that because I was very much part of like the Asian culture, the Eastern medicine culture. So, so I contacted an acupuncturist who had a practice just down the street from my house. And so I don't I have no idea how I, how I drove there, but I ended up there. And so I lied down and she put acupuncture needles from 
the top of my head all the way to the bottom of my foot. So I was lying on my side holding this pillow with all these needles on in me. And within minutes, I just started bawling. I just started wow. weeping. And, and being that I grew up in a very stoic type of family environment, I wasn't used to releasing things like that in to me, a stranger. So I apologized and I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know what's happening. And she said, no, you need to let yourself cry. This is your body's way of letting go of these emotions that you've been holding on to. <laughs> and so I just lied there on my side with this, holding this body pillow with needles in my, acupuncture <laughs> needles on my side and, and just had a really good cry for about 30 minutes. And then after that, that paralysis started leaving me slowly. And by the second day, it was completely gone. Wow. And so I appreciate you sharing that it's okay to cry because I'm a crier. So I cry <laughs> all the time. And I remember I'll tell people that I'm around, I say, you know what? You need to go and just cry. And they're mm -hmm. trying to hold it on. I say, no, just go spend like 30 minutes. Just go and cry that out. And so hearing you say that again, confirm some of the things that I've been sharing with people. But I think it's so instrumental to not stop that process of cleansing from an emotional standpoint. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, and, and so, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh yes. So tears are, are so healing. And if you think about it, the way our bodies release ex like or I guess excess or over abundance of emotions is through tears. When you're really mad, you cry. When you're sad, you cry. You watch some kind of sappy movie and you cry. You, when you're so happy, you're elated, you're so joyful and you can't, and you're excited, you start crying. And so that's the way our body releases excess emotions. So for us to stop ourselves, we're taking those emotions and holding on to it. And then it's, again, it's in the heart and then you don't let it out. So it just starts to travel down to the hips. And they stay there until you release it. And that's something. I appreciate you sharing that because I remember in one podcast, I shared about my traumatic experience with my boss and I just sat there and I just cried and I was trying not to because it was my mm -hmm. boss. I'm supposed to look good. He ain't supposed to be crying. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't control it. It just like, boom. I said, well, no, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I could control it. Because yeah. it, it was so emotional, intense that my body itself was trying to work stuff out with me mentally yeah. not being fully aware of what's going on. So, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't stop myself from crying because that woman was driving <laughs> me crazy. But, okay, so, so I, we were talking about how we store emotions. So how do we connect this back to the yoga and meditation piece? What, what happens in that realm when we're doing this to balance out these intense emotions? Yeah, so with yoga, we'll just talk about the yoga asana part, which is the physical postures that, that the Western knows, Western world knows as yoga. So through postures, through the yoga asanas, we're able to kind of physically start to open up and kind of loosen the tightness so that our bodies have an opportunity to release these things. So like I said, all the traumatic emotions and, and emotions that you don't release, they get stored in the hips. So whenever we do hip opening poses, I mean, that's what we call them in, in the yoga world, I guess, hip opening poses, which are any poses that are stretching out and opening the iliopsoas, which is kind of like the, your hip flexors, 
and as well as your glutes, which are your hip extensors. And so I'm now I'm getting into like That's human good. anatomy nerd world here. But but yeah, so when you do these poses that that kind of stretch and kind of get your body into that slight discomfort, that's mm. when your your body and your mind and everything in you has to make a decision. Okay, I could either hold on to this or I can release it. I can mm. I can release, resolve, dissolve them. And so that's why the, the yoga poses are so important. Like the pose that we did in the workshop that you came to was a twisted pigeon pose. So you go into a pigeon pose and if, if your listeners are thinking, what is a pigeon pose? You can Google it and there are plenty. But yeah, so we did a twisted pigeon pose. So we're wringing out the digestion, working on any lack of motivation, which is, it resides around your navel area. So we did the twist to kind of work that out. And then the, the big hip opener that gives you an opportunity to either, you either hold on to it or you let it go. Why would you hold on? Why would you want to hold on to it if you have the ability to let it go, right? So yes, that's how you can use the yoga poses to let go, dissolve, resolve, release any emotions that you're storing that you're not even aware of. Hmm. And, and since you were talking about technique and the pigeon pose is a little complicated, is there a simpler one that you could actually speak to that anyone can do? So for those who are listening, that even if it's small of, of different types of breathing exercises or something like that, that can kind of get people started with the concept of yoga and meditation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, as far as a simpler hip opening yoga pose for for those who are extremely tight in the hip area and getting into that deep hip opening pose is not necessarily accessible at this time. You can always lie down on your back with your knees bent, feet flat on the floor and doing kind of what is called the supine pigeon or kind of like a figure four stretch where you bring, for example, the right ankle over your left knee and and you just push your knee not with your hands but just using the knee to kind of push that right knee away from your body and so that starts to open up your hip flexors Mm -hmm. and then if you want to kind of take it deeper you can take the left foot off of the ground and kind of bringing that left knee towards your chest which releases the hip extensors so that's a, a simple more accessible pose that anybody can do and you can always use straps and blocks i love yoga props because they're they're there for that very purpose and as far as meditation and breathing exercises i mean there are so many so many and if if you would like i can actually take you through a couple right now okay um, your listeners are interested sure let's do Um, it okay so the first one i'm going to take you through is a mindfulness practice which it's not included in my book, so your listeners are actually getting a nice little bonus here. All right. All right. So I'm going to say this like I'm, I'm actually teaching it okay. So for you and your listeners. <laughs> so either sit or stand with both of your feet on the ground. Okay. Now close your eyes if you're able to do so safely, meaning... Don't do this while you're driving, ladies. Or, don't do it while you're yeah, driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're driving, then don't do this. Do it later. Yeah. All right. So... So yes, stand or sit with both feet on on the ground, close your eyes and just begin to inhale and notice the belly expand. Exhale, notice the belly gently return. Now inhale through the nose and become aware of your body. Exhale through the nose 
and become aware of your feet on the ground. Inhale, become aware of your eyes. Exhale, become aware of the ground that supports your entire body. Inhale, become aware of your ears. Exhale, become aware of your toes. Inhale, become aware of your tongue. Exhale, become aware of your heels. Inhale, and become aware of your entire body. Become aware of the top of your head. Exhale, become aware of the bottom of your feet. Take one more inhale, and as you exhale, lower your chin. Inhale, bring your gaze and your arms up, and exhale, bring your hands to heart. Namaste. I will, I will say, again, I think even at the end of the class, I was like, oh, I need to do this more often because I'm a really intense person. And so even in this moment of just being able mm -hmm. to feel my body relax, like I, I'm not so mm -hmm. like, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, and that's easy to do. I just need to like be more proactive in doing these things. It didn't require me to change clothes and, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Like I could even do this while I'm working at my desk. I can take yeah, a moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it will help me so I'm not being crazy to my coworkers. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and things like this takes very little time. And it's really about just becoming present and fully present in this very moment. Like right now, I'm talking to you, Kamir, and your listeners are listening to us. Right now, my feet are on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right now, my shoulders are released down the back. My... Mm -hmm spine is extending upward and so when we start to become aware and I talk about self-awareness that's what I'm talking about being aware of everything that's happening but not not on the outside but everything that's happening within you and that is how you become closer or get closer to becoming still hmm. wow well I appreciate it I, I thank you so much for your time today I've learned a lot, so I, I definitely am inspired and, and excited and looking forward to learning more. And I will have Jenny's information referenced on the website so you guys can go there and even look into picking up her book because I know in the back of her book as well, she provides more techniques, things that you can do. And I think it would be a great start. I hope that the things that you guys heard today has been an inspiration. And going back to the scriptures of the previous episode, the reason why I picked those scriptures, well, because I want to encourage you guys to use those as you start in your connection and meditation with God so that you are aware of who he is in your life and who you are in him. I think Jenny has done an incredible job of really exemplifying us knowing who we are in him. And please use those scriptures as a basis. If you have more that you want to use, for sure, use them. But I thought they would be an incredible way to get you guys started on that connection and that communion with God. And Jenny, I don't know if you have any more thoughts for us as we close out. I'll let you share a little bit more if you have something pressing that you want us to know from your experiences and your time and, and what you've been doing. 
I mean, there's just so much more, but what I do want to just leave, <laughs> what I do want to leave your listeners with is just information on how to get in touch with me. So my book, Be Still, The Power of Biblical Meditation is available for purchase online as well as at my workshops and book signing events. And all that information is on my website, www.jennysolis.com and spelled J-H-E-N-I-S-O-L-I-S. And that's where I also post a weekly blog every Monday morning. And the blog is, you'll see posts on yoga, meditation, wellness, self-improvement, even being an author, steps to publishing your own book and things like that. So yeah, definitely check it out. And I'd love to hear from all your listeners. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited. And again, thank you. I'm a little bit more calm because you had me do a little exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she was like, why she sound different? Oh, she like, oh, calm down. But um, <laughs> so, I thank you for your time today. It, it's been incredible. I've enjoyed the things that you've shared with us. And, and again, just your personality and, and being bold in your walk with God and saying, you know, I'm going to do something that's going to allow me to connect. It may be a little bit unconventional, but this is what I need and being able to see the benefits of that courage. So I appreciate you sharing that as well. Thank you so much, Camille, for this opportunity. Well, you guys, we'll see you next time. And again, I'm always trying to get us out next week. Thank you.